Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And we're, and the, good we're the good guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. God bless. God bless is right. How you doing? I think we need more. We, I think we need to record more days per week. Because I think this one a week, the people need more. I totally agree. I think we need at least two. The question yes. is, when are we going to record? <laughs> we're terrible at this. We are terrible, but it's so funny. Like, we get on, we do it, we finish. We're like, that was unbelievably easy because as the people can see and people can tell, this, the vibe that we have is truly just kindred spirits. It is what it is. Uh, but as long as we can get the schedule cooking in advance, I would love to do more days a week. We have a flow, baby. And when you say schedule in advance, what you really mean is having enough advertisers secured to where two apps make sense. Because otherwise, this is a fucking hobby. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> the, the people are going to start hearing ads because we are on fire. Let me tell you, we are getting a lot of inquiries from some very big, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, let the people know, mattress companies. And there's some CBD brands. All the Fortune 500 CBD and mattress companies want to be in biz with the good uh, guys. What about the meat company? Oh. I was thrilled. I love how ambiguous we're being here. This is great. We're getting people excited. Do you, ever, do you ever fantasize about what the perfect job would be? Because I think for me, it would be Ryan and Kelly. Like a morning show, a one hour, slightly vapid morning show because I only want to work one hour a day. So are these jobs that are realistic? Because that's a realistic job for you. You could be a Kelly and Ryan. Like what's my dream job? I would love to be like a professional golfer or like a professional oh. basketball player. Or oh, just point like, guard for the Knicks? Yeah, not point guard. I'm a little bit too stocky. But maybe they push <laughs> me into like a like a short, small forward, like – just mm. like everybody around me is like, why is there a six one guy playing small forward? And it's like, because he can shoot. God, he yeah. can shoot. Um, so, realistic or unrealistic? Let's go both. Okay, that's my unrealistic because my golf game is nowhere near good enough to be on tour. But man, seems like they have a lot of fun. What a great, great way to spend your days and to be an NBA player. Fantastic. He makes so much goddamn money. It's unbelievable. The way that these guys get paid to play beautiful sports is unbelievable. And do you think, what do you think is superior, being a tennis player or a golf player where it's all on your shoulders or having a team? 
I love that you also brought up tennis. Tennis would be great. I've just never been quite uh, horizontally athletic enough. You know, like side the to ver- side game. Side to side game. I can run straight, but the side to side, I'm a little, it's like a little bit too clunky uh, for the side to side game. I think that it is significantly easier to play a team sport. I think that uh, if you're looking for the easy way out, I think that it's being uh, the third or fourth guy on an NBA team because you're making these days $10, $12 million a year, guaranteed. And if you have a bad game, it literally doesn't matter. It's fine. Golf, tennis, you have a bad game, you're dead. It's you. You and only you. So what do you you think? Do you know growing up at 12 years old, I was about a... Uh, let's call it an athletic 210 pounds on a 5'3 frame. And my mom sent me to Randy Manny Tennis Camp in Connecticut. And I spent half of the week with my legs up in a prone, like in a, I just passed out position with, you know, where literally the nurses would have the blood coming back into your head with your legs up. (laughs) Because I was so, my, my cardio was so strained that I couldn't even keep up. Like literally we would start early, like eight in the morning. I'd be like, this is fine. A nice rally. I can keep up. But as soon as the sun broke the horizon and every, <laughs> everything started to eat up, Peck was done. Peck was out. Are there any photos from you at tennis camp? Because I'd love to see those. I'll send you some. I had a, I had a custom hat that I had made at a mall a black fitted hat and on the brim it said Josh Man. So I don't mean to brag. That is unbelievable. I need that. And we we need to make Josh Man merch. By the way, I did get a lot of DMs this weekend. They came out of out of nowhere. They're like, "Where is the good guys merch?" And I was like, "You know, I didn't even think that we were selling merch, but maybe we should. Not yet, but definitely. And we need merch that says I am chili. I think that's I I, think that's I am I am chili and Josh Man. Those are good. <laughs> Those are our two first pieces. You know, I really, but to your point and to close this conversation, I, yeah, I think that I imagine myself, I'm living in New York in Midtown. I wake up around 6.30 a.m., get the kids ready for school. Then from 7 to 8, I'm going over news stories, you know, getting a workout in maybe. No, you know what? I'm saving the workout because I got the whole day ahead of me. Then around 8, you know, quarter to eight, my car comes, picks me up, drops me off at ABC Studios on 67th Street. I walk in. Hey, Jimmy, the doorman. Hey, Rick, the, the janitor I always say hi to, and I'm secretly paying for his kid's private school. And I walk into the, <laughs> I walk on the set, and it's Josh and Kelly. And now, you know, you'd think Kelly would have seniority. Her name is first, but they know the star power I'm bringing and I'm just sitting there getting made up. I'm talking to the producers and I'm like, I'm going to make $300,000 today for this show for one hour of work. And then at 10, it's over. I, you know, I just finished talking to, you know, Evan Peters about Dahmer for 30 minutes. And now I'm going, I got, I got the next nine hours ahead of me that that to me is my realistic dream job and also my unrealistic one. I think that we're manifesting that. We're going to get you a daytime talk show. I don't know when it's going to come. I don't know how it's going to come. But we're going to get it for you. And I think it's wonderfully suiting 
to you and your personality and would be a great patter to the old checkbook. I don't even want I don't even want to call it this because you wouldn't be my sidekick. You'd be my co-host. But like if we could get like a Conan Andy Richter scenario going, you know, like, you know, you're you're taking over the beverage industry. You're you're making sick money with spritz. But for an hour a day, you come sit next to me on the couch and we schmooze. I would do it. I would do it a thousand percent. I was going to say my dream job. I'm currently living my dream job. It's just a little bit too stressful. So if we could dial it back a little. But honestly, my dream was always owning my own business. I own an alcohol company, Spirit Society, as you know. I love it, but pressures are a bit high. I think that if we could dose it down, everybody take a beat. Instead of working 10 hours a day, we all work five. And then on the sixth, we do Josh and Ben. I think that would be my dream scenario. So I think that we can find ways to... It seems like a side hustle, honestly. Daytime talk shows is a side hustle. Kelly, I'm sure it's, Kelly Clarkson does a lot of other things besides just Kelly. And when did she get a talk show? You know who else has one? Is that that um, Drew Barrymore? Well, yeah, she has one. You know, because she's busy running around in the rain. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she she seems a little crazy. She's all, but it's endearing. awesome, awesome. No, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. But it's the thing about her, right? Like she's always been eccentric, but we like we love it about her. We just want Drew to be okay. Of course. Agreed. Here um, for Drew. And then the other, Jennifer, what's her name? She's a great actor and she's a great singer. She was on American Hudson. Idol. Jennifer Hudson. She has a show now. She does? Yeah. Wow, good for her. Good for it's, her. I'm telling you, it's like, I think it's time for us. Do you ever, let me ask you this. We're getting older, you know? You're almost we are. In your, you're almost in your 30s. I'm 30. You're 30. I'm well into my 30s. You're 40. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm going to be 36 next month and a father of two. I don't know what happened in my life. But do you ever, like, I'm like, when am I going to start wearing suits every day? Or when am I going to dress up for life? You think that? I do. And I think that I've just made a conscious choice over the last couple of years that that's just not me and my personality. Like these days, even like the most proper of businessmen can choose to wear what they want. Like unless you're like working for Goldman Sachs and you're meeting other people from Goldman Sachs and everybody dresses up because they're all just afraid of one looking down on the other. But if you own a football team, you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Mark Cuban wears jeans and a t-shirt. Sure, sometimes maybe he wears a suit, but most of the time I feel like he's just very chill. So I think that it's it's up to us to choose when we wear that suit. Maybe we should start recording this podcast in a suit. <laughs> I think we would look great in suits. And I, you know that once I was doing, um, uh, I was doing a media campaign for a movie I was in called Red Dawn and Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks were nice enough to have us to the Mavericks uh, arena. And we got to go there Mark met me, shook my hand, had me on, on the court. Couldn't have been nicer. Loveliest guy. He is a tall man, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, really? And, and I noticed, because I could see inside his nose, because I was such a pipsqueak compared to him, that he had just a perfectly formed booger right in his nose. <laughs> and I've not been able to forget it for over 10 years. And I wanted to, like, I wanted to say something, but I didn't. 
Don't you just feel that though? Like, I don't know. I think that we put, we, we shun people that are nose pickers too much. We're too hard on nose pickers. If you got to pick a booger, pick a booger. Totally do it. I guess you, you were, have, but, were you a were you a booger picker as a young child? Of course, I'm a booger picker now. Yeah, I was a booger picker. I was a booger <laughs> picker. I would pick my nose and I would just like flick it, and then like the next week I'd find it on a wall in my room, and I would. It's <laughs> pretty disgusting. But yeah, I was a booger picker. I think it's led to my chronic sinusitis. Everybody claims that Jews just have sinus infections. I think the Jews are just booger pickers. And then after putting all that dirt in your nose, we got sinus infections in our old age. It is what it is, and it makes perfect sense. You, you just set me up beautifully for my what are you nuts moment of the week, because I have started to take issue. And this goes way back before the pandemic, but even now, this whole idea of people who are like, you can't get me sick. I need, okay, listen, listen to me. If you, you're taking care of a loved one, you're Hum, you know, compromise. I get it. You know, fair play. But if you're just a human who doesn't like getting sick, you need to get over yourself, right? Like these people who are like, don't come near me, you're sick. Or they'll hear you sneeze once and they'll make this massive show of it. Or, you know, you'll be like, yeah, I, I have, haven't been feeling too good. And then you want to see the person a few days later. They're like, hold on. Remember what you said on Monday? You're like, it's Thursday, my boy. We can move past this. Mm. Like, I just think we all need to get a little bit tougher. And now, granted, my son is sick every other day because his little immune system is just catching everything from school. But am I wrong here? People are overreactive to being sick. No? What are you, nuts? I don't think that you're wrong at all. And I think that as a parent... You now are in this world where everyone is always sick. So you don't even, like, being sick is just part of the job. Like, my sister-in-law, Olivia, and her husband, Zach, uh, their daughter is always sick. She always has, like, a cold. She comes back from the playground. She's coughing. And then they're just always sick, right? right? And that's just a thing. Like, kids at two years old are sick. So I think that you being in it, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get sick anyways. Max is going to come home from school. He's going to give me whatever the newest thing is, whatever the no-no virus is. Have you ever had the no-no virus, by the way? Terrible. No. Oh, my God. I'll tell you about that another time. But you have diarrhea in the middle of the night. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Is it, but... is it no-no or noro? Noro. Thank you. Thank you. It's not no-no. <laughs> I don't know what no-no is. It's the neurovirus. Terrible, terrible virus. Um, but I think that because you're a parent, you know you're going to get sick anyways. For me, I'd rather not get sick. Like, I, I'm not going to tell you don't come near me. But if we can make it so that I don't have to get the cold that you have and be inconvenienced for two weeks, that would be great. But don't you find, like, I feel that once a, once a year, once a year to once every two years, I'm going to get something that requires antibiotics. Yes. And then... Two to three times a year, maybe four, I'm going to get something that's just a virus that I'll take DayQuil for for two or three days and not feel my best. But I'll be able to just charge through it. And that's it. Whether I could, because we're, all, we're in a living Petri dish. You are not safe. No. Get over it. And just accept that life is about sometimes being sick. Agreed. And you got to get your ass up and work. Who, which Kardashian said that? Is that Kim? Kim. 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 
What a legend. Kimberly. So for my wedding and nuts moment, I was recently in Georgia. Two, actually, wedding and nuts is in the same exact experience. Uh, first of all, before I say anything, the people of Atlanta, Georgia are wonderful. Uh, we had a wonderful meet and greet. Jackie and I went to the Total Wine in uh, Atlanta. There were 500 people there. It was insane. It was insane. Wow. It was amazing. Kissing babies, buying Spirit Society was fantastic. We go, we get to the airport. Have you ever been to the airport, the Atlanta International Airport? I don't know the exact name. Let me pull it up because it's important. It's the story. Atlanta Hatfield Airport, and it is Thank the you. busiest airport in America. I think that you need to change the word busiest to fucking disaster worst airport <laughs> in the world. Like the way that they herd people like cattle. You all, let me just paint the picture if you haven't been to Hatfield. You walk into Hatfield, there must be 9,000 flights, and there's one huge terminal. They send everybody through security in the same terminal. And then you get on trams to go to your various gates. Now, I understand. It probably saves you money by putting security guards all in one place. TSA all in one place, right? So you check everybody, then they all take air trams to their gates, as opposed to vice versa. But how about you think about the person who is paying thousands of dollars for their flight? It's very expensive. I don't want to feel like I'm in uh, The Lion King and I'm one of those antelopes running over Mufasa. Terribly sad scene. I don't know if Max has seen it, but maybe way to show him Lion King. But literally, like herded antelope. Terrible. So that's the first part. What are you, nuts? Please, please have less flights, be less greedy, or... Find ways for me not to be with the guy that's flying internationally to Tokyo when I'm going from Atlanta to New York. It doesn't make sense. Why are there international and domestic flights all going through the exact same single file security line? That's crazy. That's the first part. The second part, I don't need to always fly first class when it's a short flight, two hours. I like sitting in coach. Save I have no your problem money. with it. As long as I have an aisle seat where I can do that little trick that I found out. You push the button on the bottom, lift up the side seat, stick your leg out into the middle aisle area, and then sure, two times per flight, the woman pushing the cart jams it right into your knee, and you're shook and you're in pain. But besides that, you're able to spread your legs. It's a beautiful time aisle seat. What did Delta do to me? Delta upgraded me three minutes before my flight to a comfort seat, middle enemies come oh, on that's monsters. just what is that obviously i don't want to sit in the middle in comfort when i had an aisle and coach middle seats should be like 50 percent off if you take or you just need to be like a four foot eleven uh man or woman with very very narrow shoulders because otherwise you just can't sit in the middle you can't do it it's terribly uncomfortable so what are you nuts don't upgrade me from an aisle seat to a middle seat it's truly criminal. I agree. I think we should outlaw middle seats. That is not an upgrade, no matter how many free drink coupons you give me. They should, should they re-engineer planes so that there is no middle seat, so that it's a two-aisle, two-aisle, two-configuration? Yes. Same but amount that, of seats. But, but is there room for the cart? For the one extra aisle. Yeah. Maybe we should repurpose the carts. Maybe our cart technology is not up to date because it, it still looks like we're on fucking Pan Am 1962 on there. 
honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, the cart in general just is so stupid. Like, what about, like, that vending machine technology? Imagine you're at your seat, and in your little screen, you type in K6 for a Kit Kat bar. And it comes through the top and then drops right on you, right yeah, into like a, your seat. A vacuum like a vent- system. Like, exactly. Wow. Yeah, like at the bank. Holy like a bank shit. teller. Like a bank teller. Holy shit. Yeah, that would be much better. Because right now, honestly, just flying commercially is its not going to work. And I'm far too poor for private air, air, airplane going. I can't do it. I did it a couple of times. Man, does it spoil you. Have you flied JSX? You guys have that in LA, don't you? We do. I've never flown it, but I, I too have, have had the luck of flying private four or five times. And, and it's just, you know, either way, you're locked in a tube for four or five hours. But the idea of skipping security, of, of not having to see these people outside of a Cinnabon wrestling for an extra icing cup, not having to wait for the the restroom i mean these things you, you can't put a price on it it's it's the best and just simply legroom like and no worries like i'm not worried that somebody's gonna fight with me because i know everybody around me i'm not gonna get in an argument with you over overhead bin space because right. i know you and we determined right. before we got on you can have the overhead bin space josh i don't need it i'm fine well, without it or maybe I think there's room for both and there should be well, I think this brings us to our debate, to our new segment, This or That, mm. which allows us to get in deep, to really debate the important issues in life. And for this week, I'm going wholesome. I'm going simple. New York versus Los Angeles. Damn. I will take Los Angeles. You can take New York. We will have one minute for our opening statements, a two-minute cross-examination, and a 30-second closing argument. Allow me to get my timer ready. Get your timer ready. One one quick note, uh, just to the listeners, we forgot to put out our poll to see who won this or that this past week. I put it. I put it out. You did. Who won? I won. But that's because you put it out. (laughs) It's skewed. (laughs) <laughs> so you pull it, you pull it out this week. You won, you won, you won. It's fine. I mean, I think it's a fun look. What are you gonna? You gonna? You gonna side with old fashioned monogamy or polygamy? It's it's not exactly a toughie. We need a recount of the votes. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. You won. So you're one and zero. Oh. One and zero. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. L.A. versus New York. My opening statement. Let's do this. Listen, there's really no debate here. New York City, it's it's an incredible place. The pizza, the Broadway, people love it. So much history there. We've all seen Hamilton, the musical, regardless. It's not a habitable place. The entire city is 12 square miles, and there's 8 million people crammed in to this little place Los Angeles, you want to go to the beach and go snowboarding in the same day? You can. You can go get some of the best food of your life. The, the, the Asian influence, because of how close we are to Asia, is so beautiful with the different cuisines, the different cultures. It's the home to Hollywood, baby. 
and we all know we're trying to get closer to celebrities, the place has everything to offer without the crippling cold elements being packed like a sardine. It's not sustainable. That's my minute. Not going to lie. You made me, you should really get one of those come to California commercials. That was, <laughs> that was very, very good. Very good. All right. Give me my minute. Here we go. <clears throat> Just clearing my throat. Forgot to take my Zyrtec. That would be a very organic sponsor. In case really Zyrtec good. Is listening, yeah. This New York minute is brought to you by Zyrtec. <laughs> All right, uh, New York City. What do I have to tell you that you don't already know? First and foremost, it's just fun. You walk outside anytime, anywhere, whatever you want to do. You mentioned great food. Your food isn't great. Your food is subpar. <laughs> Your food honestly sucks. Honestly, Los Angeles' food is just, I've gone from it's fair to it's dog shit. New York, fantastic food across the board. Pizza, A+. Plus. Pasta, A+. Plus. Sushi, A+. Plus. Chinese, A+. Plus. Chinese takeout, there's no such good thing as Chinese takeout in Los Angeles. Have you ever tried to go get a bagel? Your bagels are disgusting. The bagels in New York are chef's kiss. The way that we slice locks. The one... Thing that LA might have is that people are friendlier, but they'd stab you in the back. New Yorkers, we're mean and we're real. We're Five always seconds. gonna we're always gonna look at you. We're gonna tell you like it is, and I prefer the truth. And now, for our two minutes crosstalk examination. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm from New York. I got love for that city, but you go there, and the amount of anxiety that hits me when I'm headed from JFK Airport, which, by the way, it's never less than an hour getting into the city from JFK, no matter what time of the day it is, it just, that anxiety washes over me. At least JFK doesn't make you go to a different terminal to get your Uber. You try to leave LAX through LA Exit, Laxit. Or whatever the fuck that thing is called. And you have to walk nine miles to go into a weird line to get your Uber. It's a terrible experience. The only airport worse than LAX? You're only talking... You have a big state, my friend. And up north, San Francisco is probably the worst place in the entire world. And Don't you bring San Francisco the, into this! It's in your state. That's like me not bringing in Buffalo, which... Go Bills! What go am I Bills! Gonna, what am I going to go after Albany here? What am I going to go after Rochester? You, you can. Albany is a fantastic place. It is and, not. Why? Because it's the home of the Cuomos? It's a fantastic <laughs> place. Uh, and... San Francisco, the airport is horrendous. You walk no. out, all of a sudden, you're greeted with a yoga room. Who's doing yoga in the airport? Who needs a yoga room? It's Listen, terrible. maybe if you had a nice stretch, you wouldn't mind the middle seat so much. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, maybe you got in a nice downward dog. You wouldn't want to punch your seatmates in, in the neck. It's possible, but... But that's I a New York would. in you, baby. Speaking of Uber, recently at LaGuardia Airport, I asked for a lift, which came 25 minutes late. And then when finally the car showed up, it drove right past the pickup area because it didn't want to wait for me. I ran, tapped on the back uh, taillight. The guy got out of the car and asked to punch me in the head. I said, welcome to New York, baby. Guess I'm here now. You are simply too rich to be using Uber. Just call a car. Call a regular car. They'll be there when, like a Carmel. Uh, 1-800. All of the sixes. All the sixes. All the sevens. Whatever you want. Call a car. 
We use, a, uh, I think, Black Lane. There's a lot of these companies. They're fantastic. Be waiting right there for you. LaGuardia is a terrible airport. You're not going to be able to convince me otherwise. It's a terrible airport, but at least we have three That's people it. options. That's LaGuardia, we went over. JFK. I can't New believe York. you brought San Francisco up this much, and I didn't even talk about the jewel that is Sacramento. It's a gorgeous place. Our capital, Trump's Albany all day. Anyway, 30 seconds left. Sacramento is also is the capital of California? Mm-hmm. What is with these people and making capitals that aren't capitals? Why is Albany the capital of New York? Why is New York City the capital of New York? Because they got to put the, the buildings and they can't afford the real estate in New York. I mean, does anyone go to Gracie Mansion? Well, de Blasio, because he lived in Gracie Mansion so that he could rent out his apartment in Brooklyn for <laughs> stone cold cash. Most mayors don't live in Gracie Mansion because they have enough means to live elsewhere. He literally took the job as mayor because he had nowhere to live. I don't think they live in Gracie Mansion because it's haunted. It's historically haunted. It's honestly historically sick. So cool. Like, like, I would love to live there. So Downton Abbey. You ever watch Downton Abbey? No, I never got into it. It's good. It's good. Just we need like, our we need our closing good. remarks, Ben. In thirty closing, seconds. Go. Yeah, thirty seconds. Okay. In closing, uh, New York is a really great place with really great people, and uh, Los Angeles is a place filled with really fake people that will stab you in the neck. You have 20 seconds. I don't need any more time. All right, I'll take yours. Um, listen, New York, it's great. You will probably see perhaps some of the most unattractive people you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> people who you can't believe why they look like that. It, it's because their diet is that of Kanish's ballpark franks, dollar pizza slices, which is no longer a dollar anymore because of inflation, and to-go chicken wing and fried rice Chinese takeout, which last time I checked, the chicken wing has no place in Chinese food. So in closing, if you want to have a little more logic in your dietary choices and some pretty people who agreeably will stab you in the back, come to LA, baby. We're accepting all applications. And it's cheaper. Is it cheaper? I think it's a little, I think you can get a cheaper apartment closer to the action than you can in, in Manhattan. I think we should both just move. It's quite clear that while we love New York and you pretend to love LA, there are better places. Where, where, where should we move? Should we get a compound? I, I visited Austin, Texas a couple I love months it. ago and I loved it. Uh, Austin, Texas felt like a good hybrid between L.A. and New York. I hear there are no taxes down there, no state taxes, because you're in Texas. Because they have to incentivize you to live there. You can still get a beautiful home. It's a little bit warm, but then it gets to some beautiful weather. I thought Austin, Texas was great. I also frequent, I love Utah. I don't think I could live there, but I love just that northwest, beautiful greenery, like a Colorado it is a little bit boring. Chicago? Could we live in Chicago? Chicago is awesome, but it is so cripplingly cold. It's uninhabitable seven months a year. Yeah, yeah. It does get, especially next to the to the lake, it's freezing, freezing cold. You're right. You're right. Where can one live in this damn country? Maybe we should move out of the country. There's only one place. Palm Beach. Palm Beach. All right. I guess we're moving to Palm Beach. I see that's where you, I, I feel like 
because of your aversion to paying New York state taxes on buying a property, I think it's Florida for you. It could be. It could be. It's just like all of the kids that I know that grew up in Florida are weird. <laughs> That's it. Like, it's just hard to raise kids that aren't weirdos in Florida. And I have my uh, family that I love raising their kids in Florida, but they're still little. You're not going to be weird when you're little. But once you turn five, six, seven, eight, nine, and it's like, where do you live? I live in Boca or I live in uh, Palm Beach or I live in, you know, it's just not a, uh, you'll be weird. So it's possible. I think that should... if I raise kids in Florida, they'd be weird. Should we get into our stories of the week? We should. Let's do it. I agree. Let's do it. I agree. Let's do it. So our first one is a a pretty hard-hitting story. And I know we don't like to get political here, but I'm going to. I tried McDonald's new adult Happy Meal, and here's why I won't be getting it again. As a 28-year-old man, I am objectively too old to be ordering a Happy Meal at McDonald's, but they are running a limited-time promotion to bring an adult-oriented Happy Meal to its restaurant, and I was intrigued. According to McDonald's marketing materials, this new meal, dubbed the Cactus Plant Flea Market Box after its collaboration with the apparel brand, is designed to bring back one of the most nostalgic McDonald's experiences. It comes with either a Big Mac or 10-piece chicken McNuggets, as well as fries, soda, and a collectible toy. I'm all about it. Sign me up. I love a collectible toy. We don't get enough gifts with our food anymore. The only gift now you get is the occasional diarrhea from getting food poisoning. But I'd love a nice collectible toy with my hamburger. It just sounds like an adult meal with a toy in a fun box. And to that I say we need more fun in life. Like that's where the Japanese do it right. Like they they add a little razzle-dazzle to everything they do. It's funny. As adults, you even come to appreciate free things more. Like, if you got a free little token from Burger King or McDonald's, whenever you ordered a... I said Burger King. I'm so sorry, McDonald's. We're talking about McDonald's. If you got a free little thing from McDonald's Happy Meal, you'd be thrilled. You're like, this is for me? I've had such a bad day. I came for a burger, and you gave me a gift? It would go a long way. I just think the toy in the adult Happy Meal should be something that would appeal to an adult, like an iPhone charging cable or, you know, a sample of Zoloft, just things adults use. I agree. I agree. They should partner with Xanax. You finish your happy meal. You need to take a beat. Pop a quick pill. Right. I'm with you. Turn on Netflix. Chase it with half a glass of wine. That would be cool. Maybe you, you get a free month of Netflix with every happy meal or you get a, this is good stuff. Yeah, maybe a week. Okay, even a week. It's funny. In the beginning, I was thinking, you know, I'd be excited to get a green action figure with my adult Happy Meal, but you've swayed me away from that and into more practical gifts, such as maybe a $5 off Amazon gift card. A Tide Stick. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one, a Tide Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Wipe. You like Shout Wipes? I've never really dabbled, but I'm open to it. They're good. They're good. What um what is your order at McDonald's? Ooh. Um if I am 
thinking of God and keeping kosher, I go fillet a fish, and I immediately regret it. If I am fine with being, as they say, a trafe beast, which means that you eat trafe or non-kosher food, I'm going with a delicious 20-piece nugget. Oh, yeah. I'm getting sweet and sour because I think their sweet and sour is just crack. It's literally crack. Their barbecue, those two are my favorite sauces. Then on the burger end, I like just a regular cheeseburger. I really do. I think that the delicious processed yellow American cheese with the perfectly smashed down hip of a lovely cow in between a beautiful bun with a gorgeous pickle is a fantastic meal. What's your order? If I'm feeling classic, I will go number one Big Mac, large fry, high C drink. Mm. But I I would make the case that the Big Mac is too much bread. A perfect sandwich, but too much bread. I don't need that middle piece. I don't want a club sandwich. I'm not fancy and I'm not a member. Um, But I can enjoy a 10 piece nugget with barbecue sauce, using the sauce both for fries and nuggets and be very, very happy. And then you, you, you chase it with um, um, soft serve with um, ice cream. What's your favorite fast food chain burger? Ooh, that's a good one. I, you know what? I like that Five Guys. I think they make a nice burger. Um, I think Wendy's can make a nice burger. What do you think? I think it's Shake Shack. Shake Shack, Shake Shack makes a really good burger. Uh, I also think that In-N-Out makes a really good burger, but they make it, people get a little carried away with themselves. Where Way they put too all much. that, like, animal crap. Hold the animal stuff. I don't want anything animal style. I just like the way that they serve their burger. It's very similar to me to Shake Shack. That perfect bun, thin patty, gorgeous cheese. I also... I. I guess they don't make burgers. Now I'm going into what just fast food chains I like in general. Chick-fil-A sauce is a very good sauce. It's also slightly overrated, but I do enjoy it. You know who's my number one, uh, my favorite fast food place, and this might surprise you. What? It's Pan- Panda Express. Oh, is that if that's considered fast food, I'm all in. Because it's sustainable. You can actually get a somewhat healthy meal, and it's delicious. So good. I also just, the idea of getting to the airport early and getting so lucky that there is a Panda Express sitting in the terminal, going and stuffing your face with General Chow's chicken, some rice, a big Diet Coke, getting on the airplane, having belly pains, getting off. Fantastic experience. As if... Flying didn't make you swell enough. Allowing Panda Express to be just the lighter fluid around my swelling, I'm in. It's smart. Swallow a glass of salt and then get on an airplane. And then wonder why my ankles are flotation devices. Wonder why the pilot's offering me a diuretic as I step yeah. off the plane. <laughs> um, have, you well, ever, have, you, have you ever noticed that Panda Expresses are in every single college, like, cafeteria eating area. They dominate the college scene. Yeah, the, the panda is strong. The panda is quietly crushing it. 
I don't think Panda Express makes enough merch. I would wear a hat with a Panda Express logo on it. Would you? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would go. Look, if Panda was like, if Panda Express didn't want to be so quick and take Express out of the name, I'd still eat there. I'd just call it Panda. Wow, I love Panda. Right? Yeah. Panda sit down. Panda sit down. <laughs> wow. Panda <laughs> resorts. <laughs> Panda cruise. Panda air. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Someone's going to steal it, Ben. Panda air. Oh, that's so good. Oh. Well, did you also know that Coolio's kids are going to honor the late rapper by wearing his ashes in a necklace? Coolio's family will be keeping his memory close to their hearts. The late rapper, whose real name was artist Leon Ivey, who knew, died suddenly at the age of 59, RIP, and seven of his children will be wearing their dad's ashes inside special necklaces. So first, before we dive into Coolio, rest in peace. Never nice to talk ill about the deceased mm. without saying rest in peace, because I hope he's resting in peace. Now... What are you, nuts? Wearing ashes around your neck? That's insane. And like, what is the what is the mechanism or the vessel made of that the ashes are in? And like, what's stopping? Like, people rob people like this all the time. Like, grabbing the neck, let's pull down. Or at least that's in the movies. Like, they sure. just run up to you, rip it off your neck, and run down the street. I think it's crazy. I also personally think, it might just be because I'm Jewish, but the idea of ashes to me are just nuts. Like, I love this person so much, I'm going to burn them and keep their body in my home in a vase. That's crazy enough, but then to take it out of it, put it into a necklace, I don't know, isn't memory of Coolio enough? The one thing I have heard about when you have a family member cremated and what you would be surprised by is how much ashes there are. Like, in the movies... It's a cute little urn, when in reality, it's like enough to fill a big cookie jar full, and I've heard it's lumpy. Mm. Weird, right? It's not just like perfect soot. Why would it be lumpy? I don't know, Ben. What do they do in there? That means that the guy who's cremating isn't doing his job if there's something lumpy. That means he's cremating 99%, but you just have like a... A bone. A bone. <laughs> a, a bone. God, that's just crazy. I I will say, and I think, and I don't mean to be, you know, here with you and I doing like a a, a pros pro Jewish uh, podcast here, but I will say, as a, the proud Jew that I am, I think the Jews really do it right with burying people because we do it quick. We don't embalm anyone. We put you in a pine box in the earth within like 24 hours, ideally, and you go right back into the earth. And I think anything more than that is, what are you, nuts? I just found out about this idea of embalming. I had never heard of it. And to me, again, if you enjoy embalming, then I apologize for what I'm going to say. I don't just, apologize. It's ridiculous. I just, I just don't understand it. You're going to make the dead look good. They're dead. What do you like? What, you're you're injecting them to make them look lively. They're not alive. That's why you're at a funeral. You're burying <laughs> them because they're dead. 
Like, it's a terribly sad event. Don't make it weirder by embalming them and then letting us all look at them. Like, that's it. It's done. It's over. It's but is it... finito and go in the ground. But even if there's not an open casket, like, they do embalming to allow the body to decompose slower, and then they put you in a $20,000 casket. I think that's the weirdest part when you're leaving a Costco, and, like, right as you, like, walk out of the exit, they go, and don't forget, we have caskets. <laughs> it's an amazing business. You talk about a business venture. The guys that own cemeteries and... Uh, gravestone heads and all that, the caskets, they're killing it. They're yeah, killing it's recession I, proof. I always had this idea where you make a really, really exclusive, almost like the country club of grave sites. And it's beautiful in the amount of flowers. And I just think that we could be doing it so much better. Um, but that idea hasn't come yet. Maybe that's like my third venture. I'll get into the get into the uh, funeral game. I don't think that I'm really caught up. I don't think that I could do it, though. I think it's too much for me. But it's I always a little morbid. I always, I always thought, though, that it was was nice. You go to a nice cemetery, you're like, wow, this is beautiful. And sometimes you go to a cemetery, you're like, this is disgusting. Like the ones on the side of the highway, it's terrible. I don't want to look at that. They always tend to be on the side of the highway, don't they? Yes. It's cheap real estate. Or... They were there, and then we built the highway. I just want to go out. Like, I want to put orders in with my lawyer, my estate lawyer, and not tell any of my family that when I die, on my headstone, I wanted to say, I buried it, so that everyone thinks that there was a treasure or something <laughs> <laughs> that they got left out of. I mean, you will... Oh, I buried it. That's funny. I thought you were saying, like, where you are, it's buried. And if that's the case, then you're going to get casket robbed immediately. That I'd be okay with, too. Although, for me, and it's funny, I've asked this because, you know, when you have kids, you go to a lawyer and you settle your kind of your your will and your your death rights. Because if the God forbid of the God forbid happens, you don't want people to be wondering what to do. And the lawyer says to you, how do you want to, you know, do you want to be cremated? Do you want a special kind of religious type funeral? And I said, I just want them to dig a hole and throw me in. I want no casket. I want to go right back into the earth. I believe in Einstein's um, law of energy, which is that all the energy in the world has never been created and it can't be destroyed. It's the same. It just changes form. So when my energy leaves, put me back in the earth to help, you know, the world. And uh, he, but he said, I, I don't think lawfully they can just throw you in the ground. He's like, I'm pretty sure they have to do a whole process. I'm like, can you just find a white castle or something and just a nice dirt patch outside a white castle <laughs> and just put old JP under it? I think that you're asking to be murdered in cold blood. No, and, and for somebody to cover up the murder by digging a hole behind a white castle and throwing you in. I want to live, baby. But when I'm live. done living, I don't want any of the pomp and circumstance. I think it's ridiculous. I certainly don't want to put the financial burden on my family of spending a lot of money now that I'm dead. That's it. Yes. Don't spend any money, please. <laughs> I'm gone. Save your pennies. Frugality even in the afterlife. God, I love you. I'll be more frugal then. Now I'm too high. 
wish I was more frugal. I spend too much. It's terrible. It's terrible. <sighs> but I'll be different well, in the afterlife. I'll tell you I two will. people who probably are good at spending money. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's marriage and split. Tom was hopeful. For years, it seemed Tom Brady and Giselle were the golden couple. The public regaled with tales of their picture-perfect life, with their three kids, their luxe properties, their <laughs> uber-healthy diet. <laughs> who, who wrote this article? <laughs> what, what, did, what, what would they say about you and Claudia? Like For years, people regaled at Claudia's aversion to ranch dressing and then... <laughs> And oh Ben's hatred for former New York mayor, Bill de Blasio. <laughs> at, this, at this meet and greet, I have to tell you this quickly, quick side note. Everyone would come, me and Jackie, to the meet and greet. They're coming up to her, giving her gifts, giving her books because she's a reader, asking them to sign her Kindle. Every five people would come up to me and give me an ace bandage and a pamphlet for curing plantar fasciitis because <laughs> they heard that I had that once and they wanted to help me. One girl said, oh, Ben, I ordered you a bagel with tuna, but I left it at the store. I'm like, these are my gifts. I digress. Continue on Giselle and Tom Brady. Well, I don't really know what this article is about, to your point, other than... <laughs> <laughs> They're splitting. They're splitting. They're splitting. Which is incredibly, incredibly sad because I actually, at least from the outside, it looked like they had a beautiful, lovely family dynamic. Yes. And Tom Brady loved his kids enough to make out with them. Uh, and uh, I love Tom. Tom is like, Tom's it. Tom yeah. is, if you love sports, he is excellence. He's hot. Uh, he's everything. And uh, Giselle, beautiful woman. I think, though, that Tom puts... Mean, Tom puts football before family. Like he retired or tried to retire a bunch of times. And I'm sure that that was from getting pressure from Giselle. And I'm sure Giselle didn't expect Tom Brady to be playing football into his 40s. And at this point, she's no longer wanting to wait for him to have life after football. And he just wants to keep winning because he's a machine. So I don't blame him, but what's sad the, stuff. What's the Buccaneers record so far this year? I think they're 2-2. Two and two. But this is, but that's like classic Tom. Like the Patriots would always also lose in September. Like they're slow start, finish strong. Yeah. Sorry. I literally just had a wave of heartburn come up my chest. <laughs> like, like actual dragon breath. Like breathing into my throat. The cast just, of like, Game of Thrones just, just came stopped. up through my esophagus. <laughs> Stopped and paused, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, I need a tum. But no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But yeah, the Buccaneers, they'll be fine. This podcast brought to you by Zyrtec and Tums. For all your Wish. allergy needs, <laughs> for all your, your, um, <laughs> your indigestion, I agree with you. I think it is a little short-sighted, though, and I don't mean to, to make any jabs, because you're right. They have a family and kids, and it's bigger than us making jokes, but here I go. Like Giselle, aren't we in the ninth inning here? I mean, his body is going to give out on him, if not this season next. So it's like you're going to get your way. Couldn't she just wait one more year? I agree. It seems principled. And look, we're not there. We actually know absolutely nothing, right? Nothing. We know nothing. nothing. Not, we know less than nothing. We know nothing. It's very possible that... Maybe this was more just a, 
uh, I'm threatening to leave you so that after this season, he really does stop. And then maybe they don't actually get divorced. Who knows? Who knows? But it's clear that she's at the end of her road. And I agree with you. I think he's at the end of his. Well, I think after Giselle and Tom hearing of their untimely divorce, that they really could have benefited from some advice from people mm. like you and I, Ben. Mm. Which leads Agreed. me to our advice segment. And this is from a, a young person, I would imagine, because if they're, they're not young, then this question is just weird. It's my senior year, and I'm worried I won't have a prom date. What do I do? Go with me? Oh, she's asking you to go with her to prom. But we know that's not going to happen. So what can, how can we help her? I'm, I, you know, I'm going to charge. So how do we realistically help her? The first way to help her is to let her know that going uh, to prom with a man in his mid-30s is a bad idea. <laughs> you need to go with a man of your own age, even if Josh wasn't charging you. You can't go with Josh to prom. It's inappropriate. <laughs> the second thing is, I think that you, do we know if this is a guy or a girl? It doesn't matter. Go up to that person that you like, regardless of your guy or girl. Tell him, hey. Hey, man. Hey, woman. Or if you're a man and you like men, hey, man. Hey, man. Or woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. I like you. Let's go to prom. Because I think it'll be fun. And maybe we'll end the night with a nice smooch. For and nothing some, more. I was going to say, some people, maybe they're canoodling. I prom canoodling. Oh, God forbid. Single smooch max. Single smooch max. That's my advice. You go up to them and you say come with me to prom and that's it i agree and i would take the pressure off yourself that if eventually or inevitably you don't have a date get a couple girlfriends together who also don't have a date go out do it up go to prom make fun of the people who are on dates how they're probably never going to talk to these people in like five years which is so true i don't talk to anyone from high school granted my childhood was stolen from me by nickelodeon <laughs> but nevertheless <laughs> <laughs> I just say go and have a great time don't judge yourself with a date without a date this is still a win and if you can look back at this experience and say I didn't have a date but we had a great time we snuck some alcohol and at the end of the night we committed a B&E it was so fun and by that I mean breaking and entering no don't commit a felony after the prom <laughs> <laughs> go have a nice time and if you do have a couple of sips of underage alcohol, you know what? We don't support that here at the Good Guys Podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> and especially make sure it's not spritz if you do. I think that's the perfect way to bid adieu to this week's Good Guys, to our wonderful listeners. Please listen to the podcast, download it, review it, give it five stars. It helps on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, LinkedIn, um, Panda Express. Panda Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we're now with Dear Media, but we're transitioning to Panda Podcasts. By the way, if Panda gives us an offer, I'm sorry. I'm leaving Dear Media. If we can pioneer Panda Podcasts, I'm in. I'm all in. If they give a guarantee. Too many perks between Panda Airlines, Panda Cruises, Panda Aura. That was good, right? I like that. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> Yes, five stars everywhere. Go rate, review, subscribe, 
And it's been great. It's been great seeing you. Happy Monday. And we'll see you next Monday. Hopefully in person. Yes. Yes, yes, please. I hope so. Fingers crossed.